welcome to the debut episode of Rams Revealed, a podcast with your Los Angeles Rams. My name is J.B. Long. Coming up, we will be joined by all-pro left tackle, soon-to-be 37-year-old Andrew Whitworth. He's one of two players that will be the focal point of this podcast throughout the remainder of the 2018 season, and hopefully deep into the playoffs. The other individual, a member of the Rams' defense, will be revealed later in this show. We're excited to get to know Andrew and his Rams a bit better and a bit differently in the coming weeks. We'll definitely touch on the upcoming game against the Detroit Lions, but the emphasis of our conversations will almost always be behind the scenes and beyond the field, with the hope of learning what defines these players as people, what's important to them, and the role they play as members of our community and the Ramley. Let's get started with Andrew Whitworth. Well, welcome to Cal Lutheran on a rainy week 13 as the Rams prepare for the Detroit Lions. Andrew Whitworth is with us, and we want to focus on family as part of this introductory episode of the podcast. You are one of the family men on this roster. You and your wife, Melissa, have four children, uh, twins Sarah and Drew, Michael and Catherine as well. Can you give us kind of a thumbnail sketch on each of your children, where they are in school, what kind of things they're interested in? Well, I'll tell you what, every day is interesting at our household, that's for sure. Uh, we got all four kids, two fish, two dogs, and a nanny, so uh, it's quite an interesting uh, time every time I go home. But yeah, Sarah and Drew are uh, twins, they're in second grade, and uh, Michael's in first grade, and Catherine uh, is assumed to be kindergartner next year, so uh, you know what, they're, they're doing great, and uh, they're a lot of fun at those different ages. Every day is kind of an adventure and a lot of questions, and uh, I'll tell you what, we've... we've uh, We've enjoyed them every year as they're getting older and just all the new things we never thought we'd have to cover so soon. Well, as a uh, young parent myself, I look forward to tapping into some of your expertise maybe in the coming weeks. But uh, reflecting on Thanksgiving and the bye week, uh, how did the Whitworths spend their time together? You know, most bye weeks in uh, throughout my 13-year career, we haven't really traveled much. Usually a quicker trip somewhere close by. And this year um, we decided since we're out in... Uh, the West Coast that we'd go take us a, a little uh, trip down to uh, Cabo, so we'd never been, and uh, that's what we kind of decided for our Thanksgiving is go do a Thanksgiving with just uh, our kids and, and my wife and I, and so we uh, went down and uh, enjoyed Cabo for a couple of days and did a Thanksgiving, did a traditional Thanksgiving dinner down there, and my wife cooked it and did an amazing job, and uh, it was fun just to get out on the beach, get in the sun and uh, warm temperatures and just get out and have a little fun together as a family. Was that in any way predicated on the fact that you were scheduled to play in Mexico City and kind of continuing with that? Yeah, we kind of we thought uh, I would play in Mexico City and, and uh, knew having a, a bye that late in the year, we probably wouldn't have, you know, we'd probably be off either on Tuesday or Wednesday after the game. So, um, you know, I would just head down and meet them. And so they actually went early to go and watch the game down there. And then uh, I would go join them. And then, you know, obviously things got changed to, to L.A. And, and uh, so uh, they, they went ahead and went on. And, and I just, after the game on Tuesday, headed down to see them. You know, the Whitworths have been members of this community for only about a year and a half. I'm curious why, in the aftermath of everything that transpired in this community, the borderline tragedy, wildfires raging around your home, you felt called to be the first mover within this organization to take the lead on that front. Well, I think, uh, you know, you always, in life, uh, adversity is a, is a certain, and, uh, you know, I think that sometimes you have to have an approach for how you think you need to handle yourself in those times, and so for us, it was really about, uh, this is an adverse situation for our community and our area, and, and uh, honestly, for our team, because this is the community we live in, and uh, we just felt like it's important um, to be the 
be the ones that stand up and say, hey, you know what, we're in this with everyone. Let's all try and make a difference and love on each other and put our arms around each other and just and just show our support. And so I think being the veteran uh, on the team and obviously have played as long as I have and, and just being around, I know a lot of the times that, uh, you know, sometimes guys just need, you know, to feel uh, confirmed in what they're feeling and, and, hey, you know, how they can help and those kind of things. And if you can be the standing person that stands strong and kind of gives them some confidence that uh, they can go and do those things and feel confident about what they want to do, I think it's important to stand up and do that. And so my wife kind of went out in the community that day. I, I obviously helped uh, get things going for our team. But, I mean, I think everybody on the team was on the same page of wanting to make a difference, wanting to do something impactful for our community. Following that Monday Night Football victory, uh, the stadium is emptying out. We finish our post-game segment, talk to Coach McVeigh. I'm packing up my bag, and I look down to the peristyle end zone, and you're gathered there with a large group of people. And I think Jared Goff was with you. Can you give us some context on who those individuals were and what conversations you were having? Yeah, it was victims of the shootings there at Borderline, and, and uh, they got a chance to come down on the field. Um, you know, and I think it was some other first responders and things as well. Um, you know, and just we got an opportunity, honestly, to hug some of the some of the moms and dads that had, had uh, lost children in the shootings and, and gone through that tragedy, some of the immediate family of them. Um, and honestly, it was... Uh, um, Tough experience. I mean, coming from a Monday night football game like that and, and such an amazing football game and so much energy and electricity around the game, um, you know, to go from that and then to walk over and realize, you know, um, just to see the, the people's faces and, and just, you know, the, the honestly, the, the sadness that's still in their eyes, but the excitement and joy that you gave them a little something to just make them feel like uh, they got something out of such a tragedy. I mean, a lot of them, you know, shared like, thank you so much for this moment. Thank you for just a little smile on my face, you know, through this time, um, to hug some of those mother's necks and, and grandmas and, and different things was, uh, it was heavy and, uh, it was tough, um, for sure emotionally, but, you know, at the same time, it just made you feel really good about what you do and the opportunity we have every week, man. It's just, a, it's such a blessing to play in this game and uh, that it means so much to so many people. Having, having gone through something similar in Katrina, myself in college, uh, I, I knew a little bit of the emotions that would be attached to that game. And so it just felt good to be able to hug some necks and honestly just, you know, through physical touch, to be able to hold them and just say, hey, look, man, I, you know, I truly have my arms around you. I truly think about you. I, you know, I told everyone of them I loved them and, and uh, anything we can do to support them, we're here. That's an amazing story, and thank you for being such a great ambassador for this organization. We'll touch a little bit more about that Chiefs victory coming up uh, in this edition of the podcast, but just to highlight overview of what's still to come, uh, we will dig into some football and the matchup with the Detroit Lions in an upcoming segment. We'll also have a fan question for Andrew before we're done, and we'll reveal the second member of the Rams organization who will be contributing to this podcast as we finish up. But uh, next on our to-do list is what we like to call a coach's challenge. And Andrew, in anticipation of this conversation, I reached out to a member of your staff, in fact, your head coach, to see if there was a question that he would like to pose to you. And what he told me on Monday night was that he values your leadership and your insight and your perspective so much. He really leans on your veteran experience that you have a ton of pull in this locker room as a captain. But he wanted me to ask why when you do need a day off, given all that you know, he just said about you, you don't just tell him yourself. You let Reggie Scott, the Senior Director of Sports Medicine and Performance, as he put it, do the dirty work. 
Do you know where he's coming from on that? Uh, I do. You know, I think that uh, I, I appreciate that, and, and uh, you know, I, I can appreciate his question. I think that uh, for me, though, uh, I believe that everything works through a chain, and so for me, the, the greatest opportunity uh, for me to voice things that are going on with my body is the guy that's a uh, senior director and in charge <laughs> of your body, uh, and Reggie Scott. I feel like that's why he's here is because he's amazing at what he does. And uh, that's what makes an organization special is when the people who are, have a job and do what they do, do it at a high level and do it as one of the best in the world. And uh, that's what makes it the best way to do it. And so I, I go through him and tell him how I'm feeling. And if he feels that the best way, uh, because that's his expertise, is for me to take a break or for me to have a day where we do something different, uh, then I allow him to voice that and, and allow him to go tell Sean himself because I feel like <laughs> that is the uh, chain of command and how it should be. So I'm, I am a soldier, and, and uh, I follow the commands where they come from. All right, so it's a sign of respect as that's much it. as that's it a, is That's strategy. a sign of respect. You know, you don't ever want to uh, step behind the curtain of, of friendship or any of those things. This is a job and a business first, and so... Um, you know, I make sure to go through the correct change. You know, if, if that's uh, the, the guy whose expertise is, is, is sports medicine and performance, and that's Reggie Scott. So I, I follow his lead, and, and uh, any information that comes back down the chain from the head coach to, the, to Reggie Scott to me, uh, I would follow as well. All right, we go to our fan question next, and it comes from a social media, an individual named Sosa, who asks, Wait, when you signed in L.A., the Rams were coming off a 4-12 and season, a lot of uncertainty with the coaching change. They bring in Sean McVay, a first-time head coach, youngest head coach in NFL history. What made you confident? What gave you belief that Sean McVay was going to be able to turn the franchise around with your assistance? Um, I think, uh, you know, in life and in, in sports and everything, it's very similar. I think sometimes when you, when you get a good feel of a person and what they're about and and it's similar to something that you think you're about I think it, it gives you a sense of confidence that you know what you can be who you are and uh, if you believe that that's something special and you believe that it's something that's a winner um, then you're confident in making a decision and, and the reality is is you know I always heard you know throughout that process that you know it'd be offers and different teams involved and it'd come down you know for a lot of guys to who's paying the most or who's giving the most money and this kind of deal and for me, honestly, I had three or four offers that were all really right the same. I mean, the only real offer for me, unfortunately, that wasn't really equivalent to the others was that the team I was with, the Cincinnati Bengals, were really the only team that, um, you know, really was the, the outlier in the offers that I received. And so uh, I knew that that probably meant, you know, for me, really the situation I was under and, and uh, the excitement to try and go win and, and really not having much of a commitment from them, I uh, felt like, you know, I was going to have to go somewhere. And so it really came down to figuring out where that would be. And for me, it honestly really was Mike Zimmer, a guy that I thought a lot of and, and uh, as a head coach who had been with me in Cincinnati and, and then Sean, who I'd met uh, a couple times through Jay Gruden, who was my OC at the time in Cincinnati at one time, and uh, now the Washington head coach. And so I really just, I, I vibed with Sean. I, I kind of got where he comes from on things and, and have obviously followed him after meeting him with Jay. And uh, I just felt like it was an opportunity to do something special. I mean, if you're sitting there in your career and you're, 12, you're going into your 12th year, you know, do you want to limp your way out? Do you want to, you know, just have it easy? I mean, yeah, it was easy for me in Cincinnati. I was, you know, the captain. I was the leader. I was, you know, things were just kind of comfortable. Um that's just not my personality. I love challenges. And, and so I just said, you know what, this seems like it'd be an amazing challenge. And this is how I'd love to go out. I'd love to go out just saying, you know what, I'll go take a, a crazy chance. Mm. 
and uh, take a challenge and see if I can endure it. And uh, it's been really special. I mean, from day one with Sean and I, we've obviously hit it off. We, we, we got a lot of things where we think a lot uh, the same on, and, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. All right, we're going to have a segment called Five Minutes of Football, and everything we kind of talk about is somewhat football-related. But this is where we have some time to dig into the week that was, the game that's ahead. And even though there has been some extra time with the bye that's passed since the Chiefs win, where does that one rank among your all-time favorite football games? Uh, it's up there. I mean, that was one heck of a game. You know, we actually shared this when we got back from the bye. Most of the guys, we all kind of had conversations about how every single one of us going away for the bye must have been, you know, it seemed like every time we took a breath, somebody hit, a, hit us up or came around a corner or getting ordering a drink at a restaurant came up to tell us what an amazing game, what an, the best game they'd ever seen, all these things. I mean, just you could tell the energy and the amount of people all over the country that really paid attention to that game and, and, and got excitement from it. Uh, that I think that almost gave you that sense of like, wow, how big a game really was this? It's because you have a buy right after it and get to hear from people about how much it meant to them all over the place. And so, yeah, definitely a huge game. I mean, I've, I've obviously had some really special moments in football uh, playing this long, but uh, that's definitely up there. I mean, you know, obviously for me, it probably win a national championship in college is, mm-hmm. is the best, but, uh, you know, it's, it's up there. Some of the fun, most fun games I've ever played in for sure. There was a chance that the Rams could have clinched the NFC West during that bye week. And while you're enjoying Thanksgiving and having your feet up, hopefully, uh, in your case, south of the border, was any part of you pleased to actually see Seattle pull that game off so that you could take care of business yourself in Detroit this weekend? Well, I think, you know, obviously you want to win in the division as soon as you can, but I think there's also some some confirmation in the fact that, you, you know, we played Seattle twice this year. We've thought they were a really good football team. Uh, we believe in, in, in the kind of football we play in. And I think when you, when you beat teams or play teams well, uh, you, you, know, you, you may want them to do bad because they're in your division. You want to win the division. But the reality is, is the, the better they perform and the better they play, it, it probably gives you a little bit of confirmation of how good a football team you are. And, and so to be able to beat them twice. And so I, I think it's one of those things that uh, we're, we're confident that they can beat uh, a lot of teams if we believe that we can. So uh, I think it's good to see them win because it gives us some confidence in who we are and what we're about, and, and it gives us the opportunity to go earn that championship on our own. In terms of the rest that the bye week affords, would it be fair to say that given the age of your unit and how many downs that you play together, no one benefited from the extra time off more than this Rams offensive line? Oh, for sure. I mean, I think that's probably the you know one of the older groups uh, probably – uh, you know, snap-wise and all that in, in our team. And so I think, yeah, obviously, anytime you get a bye week, I mean, for me, I know I don't think I've ever played uh, this many games in a row before this bye week in my career. Um, uh, you know, that's a, that's a long stretch. It's basically an entire college football season without a bye week. So, you know, I, I think it's obviously something this late in the year that can be very beneficial for us to be healthy and, and get an opportunity to kind of uh, rejuvenate ourselves and go play some really good football to end the season. Uh, Andrew, fellow captain Aqib Talib, returns to practice this week. Sean McVay just said he's expected to play against the Lions. What impact could his return have on the Rams' defense? I mean, huge. Aqib's a tremendous leader, a, a tremendous guy uh, in the locker room. I mean, I think guys really feed off his energy and, and his knowledge of the game, and, and uh, you just can't replace experience. And so uh, his experience and his ability to really challenge guys to play their best is special, and uh, he's a guy, you know, you're just jacked up to have back. I mean, just, just it almost gives you a good feeling just because he's there, regardless of him taking a snap. 
Uh, one final recurring segment as we wrap things up with our debut episode with Andrew Whitworth. Our hope is that we'll be able to alternate episodes for the remainder of this season with a member of your defense, certainly on the younger end of the spectrum. Uh, his name is John Johnson, the second-year safety. You and he arrived in L.A. at approximately the same time. What have you learned about John during your time together? I mean, just a competitor, man. I mean, from, from day one, playing as such a young player, and I know that's not easy. I did it myself as a rookie, and uh, you know, just really his attention to detail and the, and the way he goes about his work, and it, it means a lot to him. And I think anytime you see a young player that, that takes the game serious and really wants to be at his best every week, uh, it's inspiring to see because you, you know that that's going to give them an opportunity to be a special football player. How much crossover is there this time of year, you know, when you're in your meeting rooms and you're going through game plans between offensive players and the defensive side of the football? You know, not a lot. Uh, you know, it's funny. We talk about it all the time. I think when players have, uh, you know, when we do things outside of work and, and wives are involved and girlfriends and all that, I mean, there's a conversation of like, how much do you guys talk at work and those kind of things. And, and they, I, it always seems like the, the ladies are kind of blown away that we really don't speak to each other or see each other because the truth is, is I mean, most of the time we're here, you know, five, six, seven hours a day of it is sitting in a meeting and, and watching film with your position coach. So you just, you don't really see the other guys, you don't really speak to the other guys outside of being out on the practice field. And that's usually a really intense time where you're, you know, learning the game plan and focused on yourself being at your best. There's just not a whole lot of talk and chatter going back and forth. And so I think, yeah, I mean, it, during this time of year, it's, it's, you know, that's why they always say OTAs, the off season camp, are times to really build that camaraderie because that's the truth. That's the most time you actually get a chance to kind of visit and be together in that setting where you, you get a chance to know each other a lot. So that being said, and knowing that you have to get back to those meetings and that preparation, can we leave you with one last thing? And that is, what can we ask John Johnson for you next week to help us and you get to know him a bit better? Well, I think there's a lot of ways you can get to know people. I mean, there's, there's uh, you know, getting to know people through uh, what personally is important to them. I mean, their, their taste in music and movies and, and food and I mean, all that kind of stuff. Um, I think, you know, if I had to start, I think sometimes, you know, you can really think about uh, what movies are, are, are a big part of what a lot of people are made up of. You can kind of know, uh, you know, a little something about them. So I think the way we should start it is let's ask J.J., What's his, you know, what's one of his favorite movies and why? Okay, so we'll get that answer from him, and then when we circle back with you, we'll kind of see where that fits into your yeah. genre and your taste. I'm in. Very good. Thank you for your time. Good luck against the Detroit Lions. Hope you come home with uh, NFC West Championship t-shirts. Hey, that's always the goal is to go out every week and, and try and win. And this week, uh, we've finally gotten ourselves and earned an opportunity uh, to start checking off some boxes. And, and so this will be an exciting opportunity to have a chance to go win us a division championship. He's Andrew Whitworth, I'm J.B. Long, and this has been the debut episode of Rams Revealed. <laughs>